What's up, what's up, podcast? Welcome back to another episode of Public Speaking Tips on the Public Speaker Podcast. Today's episode is going to go over the individualism versus collectivism dichotomy uh, that exists in the philosophical world. So this is a podcast on why that distinction or that debate between the individual and the collective is important to know for public speaking and how it can be utilized in a lot of significant ways when storytelling or when creating different arguments for public speeches. Um, So I hope you guys enjoyed the tip and let's get into the public speaking analysis. So individualism versus collectivism. Um, So this is a huge philosophical debate, right? And this one video is not going to sum up all the arguments on either side, but rather give a basic nutshell of like both of the sides arguments and how they apply to the art of communication. So let's start off with individualism. Uh, individualism is kind of exactly how it sounds. It is emphasis and priority on the individual. So when we understand an individualistic society or a set of values that is based upon the individual, uh, we think more of the Western Hemisphere, right? We think more of the United States, we think more of democratic countries that prioritize freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of XYZ that allows the individual to be treated as sovereign. So when you're thinking of an individual as sovereign, you're essentially thinking that you can never violate an individual based upon any part of their beliefs, any part of their race, gender, sexuality, whatever, just because that is an intrinsic worth or an intrinsic, or just because an individual in and of themselves has intrinsic worth. So when you're understanding an individual that has intrinsic worth, you're understanding prioritizing a argument or a philosophy centered always around the individual. So when you center arguments around the individual, a lot of times the message that you're communicating is grounded through uh, a philosophy that is based upon never violating an individual's rights, but also understanding that the individual supersedes a lot of other things that are going on in society. So when you're making an individualistic argument or when you're trying to justify why individualism matters, usually you're prioritizing that individual's personal experience or their personal life above everything else. So what is an example of individualism? Um, So we would think of it as like if there's a group of people and they all believe one thing and then the individual disagrees with that group of people and chooses to believe something else, what would individualism prioritize? And in that hypothetical scenario, and you can imagine a bunch of different things for what the group believes that the individual disagrees with, individualism as a philosophical school of thought would prioritize the thoughts and opinions and the beliefs of the individual over the collective so that the collective can't overdetermine the ability or the capacity for the individual to think for themselves. Now, individualism gets into a lot of uh, political discussions as well, right? So there's countries in the world that are more uh, collectivist, more more based upon the idea of the collective, which we'll go over in a second. And then you have other countries that are more based upon the concept of the individual. Uh, one of the examples of that is the United States, right? So the United States is like based upon individual rights, individual freedom, the ability to have happiness or the, like the, the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. All these things are based upon can an individual in this country, right? The concept of the American dream, work hard and play through the rules and do X, Y, Z, and then achieve some level of individual success and happiness in their life that provides them meaning or value. That's also synonymous with a lot of economic systems, right? So capitalism is an economic system that prioritizes the individual, the ability for an individual to uh, act as if they please and start their own business and X, Y, Z. Whereas other political systems like communism or socialism more so prioritize the collective over the individual. And it's not that those systems, which is like a common misconception, just like demonize the individual or like hate individual rights. It's more so that there's just a priority on the collective over always the individual. 
So collectivism. Uh, collectivism is a school of thought that just believes that we should always prioritize the collective in scenarios where we have to uh, look towards what is the best for society. So if you watch the first video on util versus daylon, utilitarianism probably is more of a collective uh, it falls in the school of thought of collectivism just because it's looking for the greater good for the greater amount of people which isn't based upon only one individual. So collectivism also just doesn't mean that the collective always comes before the individual but rather it's that when we understand very complex problems in our society we shouldn't always just dismiss where a, a group of beliefs or a set of beliefs uh, that exists within a community or in a collective society. So when you think of more Eastern societies, um, so from my personal experience from India, it is a lot more collective and communal versus individualistic. And one common example that I have that I can bring up uh, is that in the United States, I was always told that when you're 18, you get up and you move out of your house and you go figure out things on your own. And a lot of the friends that I see that are American, that's what they're parents force them to do, right? When they turn a certain age, it's time for them to leave and it's time for them to start their own life. That is a very individual sort of uh, philosophy that, that the individual should get up, grow up, and then go do what they need to do in life. Whereas in India and in other parts of the world, um, you know, it, it's, it's a lot more communal. So like, you know, like, like from personal experience, my dad has told me that I don't have to leave the house like ever, right? Like I could be 50 and living in the house. Like obviously I don't want to do that. But the whole point is there's such a more community oriented philosophical uh, thought that is ingrained through centuries of prioritizing the community over the individual that this concept of you go do it out on your own when you turn 18 uh, just isn't really real in, in that particular example. So that example sort of shows what I'm talking about when it comes to collectivism uh, and, and, base, and basing things uh, around the community. Uh, it is based on traditions and values that are conserved within the community and the collective that have the ability to grow, but also are recognized in the context of their own collective school of thought that has been around sometimes for even centuries. So that kind of is the disparity or the distinction between individualism versus collectivism. Now, this is super, super important for public speaking and communication because a lot of the arguments that you make uh, user are grounded sometimes with an individualist narrative or a collectivist narrative. So if you're making an argument for why we need more social rights and we need more social justice, that's a lot of times just based upon the community and how like we should focus on advancing a society that achieves equality for all people and that is more collective. Uh, whereas sometimes if you're making an argument that is political or social in nature and that prioritizes things that are happening to the individual, the collective seems to go away from the realities and, and the problems that are happening towards that specific individual. A lot of times there's a lot of intermingling between these two philosophies, right? So like uh, the reason why we want to prioritize equal rights for everybody, which could be a collective argument, is because we believe that every individual deserves the same type of rights, which is sort of a conjunction of where both of the philosophies would intertwine to some capacity. This even brings up questions of like democracy, right? So like democracy intrinsically would be sort of collective, right? Because everyone has the ability to vote and everyone has the ability to cast their opinion, no matter who they are, no matter where they come from, about why they believe certain elected officials should be able to lead us. Uh, which is also a collectivist narrative, but that intertwines still with an individualist narrative that each individual themselves, no matter who they are, what race they are, what gender, should have the ability to cast a ballot, to cast a vote in a democratic society so that their voices are represented in the collective but are prioritized because no matter who they are, they are still an individual. And that's where these two philosophies are super important when you're making arguments, when you're communicating, when you're giving a public speech because a lot of the intermingling between them and a lot of the distinctions between them 
come out when you're actually creating a message that you're trying to communicate effectively to an audience. So here is the first question for individualism versus collectivism. If we're talking about the idea of property uh, and the idea of having your own private property or owning your own property, what would the individual say is core to the idea of having your own property? And what would the collectivist say is core to the idea of having uh, a property or your own property or collective property? So the scenario here is that property exists and that someone has ownership of it. The question is how do we justify that ownership and to what extent does that ownership belong to the individual and what extent does that ownership belong to the collective? So you want to think about what does that property entail in terms of the goal of a society and why we even have property in the first place? and why a collectivist would say that the property belongs more to XYZ group of people versus the individualist says that the pro property belongs to themselves only and not to the collective. So the second question of individualism versus collectivism is the idea of religion. So if you're living in a community in which all people believe a certain religion, uh, and you disagree with that religion, what would the individualist and collectivist say? So would the collectivist say that you should uh, go on and go do your own religion and like find your own life? Or would the individualist say that that is more of a, an appealing uh, pursuit of a life, of having your own ability to choose your own religion? Which spectrum on the aisle would the individualist or the collective fall under in regards to the ability to freely choose your own religion and then effectively dictate how that religion uh, will determine the rest of your life? So the things you want to think about, about here in this question are why are religious beliefs central to a community or to a collective and what does it mean for an individual to go against that? Uh, and from an individualist perspective, you want to think about why it's necessary sometimes for an individual to think independently and go against what a community deems as like the best way to collectively agree on a religion.